What's up, everybody? This is Jetpack Nick, and you're about to tune into the Hollow Talk podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in and showing your support. I hope you enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Be sure to subscribe to the Hollow Talk podcast to stay updated with new episodes. Thank you, and we love you all. Welcome, everybody, to the Hollow Talk podcast. This is Jetpack Nick, and I'm here with a very special guest today, Ms. Jennifer B. Charles. Say what's up to the people. Hi, everyone. How y'all doing? Uh, I, I mean, I hope everybody good, but how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Tired, but I'm here. Listen, I, I, th- I thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it. So for the people who don't know who you are, can you let them know who you are, what you're about, and what you do? So I am, my name is Jennifer B. Charles. I am an actor, activist, former radio personality, real estate investor. I do a, a few things, but that, that pretty much sums it up. Okay, I listen, a woman of many talents. You can't knock the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so for the people who've listened to the podcast for a minute, they know that I've talked about uh, the film that we had did earlier this year, you right? You have, okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've, talk, I've talked to the people about this, you know. But now that I have you on here, we need, we, we really need to talk about your accounts of how the whole movie went, your whole process of even getting casted, what that looked like, just the whole process. So um, I, I saw, I saw the posting for the film. Um, I, I'm actually from Jersey, but right. you know, I I go everywhere for different auditions just because I just enjoy acting. It's something I'm passionate about. So I went to Philly. I went in front of Naja, the the, That's not the Naja, talented <laughs> Naja, and she was just like, "You, oh my goodness, like you are exactly what I saw for this character. Like in terms of what she looks like, what she sounds like, how she, how she acts, you are it." And then um. I love the character because I agreed. I, right. I, have, a quirky, I have a quirky, shit-talky kind of person. Is it okay if I go somewhere? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I have a quirky, shit-talky kind of personality, and I felt like the character Naomi um, has the same personality. So I, I liked that aspect of it. Okay. So, so like your like your whole process of going through the casting, like was it smooth? Did you have to do it a couple of times, a couple of auditions? It was super, it was super smooth. I, I was one and done. It was super oh, okay. smooth. It was like, I, oh, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me and Naja kind of like we knew, you know. It was like went in there, read for her. She knew, I knew, and it was that was that, you know. No, see, and the reason I asked is because my experience, like with the whole casting thing, was completely different. Like. Okay. As you as you know, I was a, a late add-on. So, right. <laughs> so what happened? So so what happened was like me and Naja go way back. We we went to middle school together. We've been friends for a very very long time. All right. So she hit my DM one day and was like, "Hey, do you act?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know." Random, bit, pretty yeah. random. Right. I'm like, pretty- yeah, a little bit, you know, because I, I did <laughs> I did theater back in college. Right. So you know, I was like, "Yeah, I do a little bit." She was like, "Oh, all right," because you know, I'm, I got this movie called Lovers Anonymous. This is what it's about, you know, and I, I'm looking for the lead role. So I'm like, the lead role? I I thought that's something that you would have already, like, you know, locked down. Like, right. but I was like, you know what? Let me jump at the opportunity and 
you know, try something out because this is something that I've always wanted to do. And like probably a month or so before that, I was talking to different people about, damn, like I really want to get back into acting, this, that, and the third. And lo and behold, this opportunity presents itself. So I'm like, all right, let's get into it. Not expecting it, like not knowing what to expect, honestly, because again, I was a late addition and this was my first film. Like I only did stage. So I, this was a whole new experience for me. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how my casting thing went. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Ours was, and as you know, uh, Naomi Noel is like the, the primary character. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, we just knew, like we did when we walked, we, I, me and me and Naja just vibed that first meeting and it, we just kind of knew and it was like, okay, you're her. And then after that, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me ask you this question. Cause I don't know the answer to this question at all. So before I like came to the to the first table reading or my first table reading I should say like did she already explain to you guys like what was going on or like that she had a person for the part she did we knew you were an add-on okay all right I I think that if I'm not mistaken now Naja don't kill me if I'm wrong because it's been a while um if I'm not mistaken I I thought it was that she had someone else and and she just didn't feel like it fit or something. That's that's what I thought the story was. I could be wrong, but I just know it worked out in the end. No, it did. It, it did. Who was supposed to be there ended up there. But I do, I do, <laughs> I do kind of feel like there was a situation with somebody, and then so, like the care, she felt like it didn't fit or something was up with it. I don't know. Something okay. funny. Oh, that's that's why I was asking because I really I don't have the answer to these questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, but I, I just thought that it was, it was amazing, though, like, honestly, you know, just coming in there and, you know, feeling the camaraderie from everybody from jump, you know, because I, right. I, I, I want to say you guys had a, a table reading prior to me getting there. I don't think so. No. I, I feel like I don't honest, you are. I don't remember. I would be. I, it's it's been a while because what was that was summer before last, wasn't it? No. No. It, no. We, was, we we shot in April. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That felt like. It it I did feel it did feel like a long time felt, ago. It felt so long ago. Yeah, that was twenty twenty two April. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't remember. No, I just listen. I I, I'm just I'd be lying if I told you. <laughs> How many table reads we did for Lovers Anonymous? I just know when it came time to film, everything did what it was supposed to do. No, that's, all sure. sure. that's all I care about. That's all I care about. No, for sure. And, and you know, and you know, it's crazy. So, like for me, right? I can only tell you about my experience, and I definitely want to know what yours was like filming on set, right? So, like I said before, this was my first time on a film set, being in one, being on one, whatever. So when I first got there, I didn't know what to expect. And then I also didn't know that we were shooting in front of like a live crowd. I didn't know that either. So when I saw that, I immediately got nervous. <laughs> I immediately got petrified. I was like, shit, everybody's counting on me and I'm nervous. <laughs> I, I felt your nerves. I felt your nerves. But I mean, you had a good scene partner. Listen, I, and, and I think, and I thank you for that. I knew, that, we, I knew you know, we would get through. I knew we would get through it. Yeah, easily for sure. No, and and once I once I actually went and I practiced a little bit, you know, in between takes and everything, I think my nerves settled a little bit, and you allowed me to to have fun on set. Like it wasn't super serious. It wasn't like 
you gotta get these lines right. We was just having fun. We had the you know the, the uh, scene when we were sitting at the table and we were just bantering back and forth. Like all of those no, things were I'm amazing. A, I'm a I'm a goofball. So. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really hard to be take things too seriously if I'm around. Like if I'm taking things seriously, somebody don't somebody don't fuck something up. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in a bad, you know what I mean? But other than that i'm it's, i'm pretty hard to take it, I, I felt like we it was an amazing time with everyone with the cast with production I, I feel like we all had it was so much fun i had a great time on that shoot for sure oh yeah absolutely and, and shout out to everybody that was a part of it because it really made my first experience being on film an amazing one and it's something that i definitely think i want to continue to do and mm-hmm. i think you know that's, that's something i might pursue i can't wait to see the finished project project that's- Hey, me either. Me either. I'm like harassing Naja, like, where is it? <laughs> you know? I mean, listen, from, from what I heard, it's supposed to be coming kind of sort of soon, but it, it, yeah. it is a screening happening uh, in, a, in a few days, actually, I believe. Yeah, but Naja always does this. See, she did, and, and you know, I'm going to get on her. Oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't hearing nothing about that, and I specifically reached out to her and told her, make sure she contacts me when the screening happens. Because I want to see this thing, so I'm Whoa. I'm on top. I'm on her head. <laughs> so so I'm assuming when is the screen- can't make it. When is the screening? I don't know. Uh, what it is. I think it's. I, let me look. I think it's the fifteenth. Yeah, I can't, I can't make it. Oh I'll be out of the country. God. Out the country. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Africa for two weeks. Oh, what you got going on in Africa? If you don't mind me asking, on the platform. <laughs> life, life. You know, no. One of my um, one of my close friends. She's she does music. Um, and she it, she's a reality. She's in reality. Y'all know anybody that follows me know I'm close friends with Sukihana. Okay, shout um, out to Sukihana. Yeah, which is she's on Love and Hip Hop. She does music. She has her hands in a few. She acts. She does a, a few different things, and she has a few shows and different things going on in Africa. And she invited okay. me to come with. I'm pulling up because I ain't never been to Africa and I'm ready to go. So hey, listen, I don't blame you. That that's one of my dream destinations. <laughs> so I'm, that's on my list too. That is my that is at the very tippy top of my like bucket list. So okay. I'm excited. I'm super excited. So so uh, we we gonna stay right there for a second because I just think that that's an interesting conversation. I, I like to travel and I'm always interested in traveling in different cultures and things. So when you do travel to Africa uh, in a little bit. What do you look to learn or to experience as far as culture, customs, or anything? For me, um, I like to when I'm when I'm in any new country. For one, I like especially I'm, I'm I started off as an activist. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's very very important to me to understand Black cultures and other diasporas. Right. So, like, so I just want to get a feel for that food. I need to see what y'all eating here, sure. um, and and just like the energy, just the I want to I want to be around the people. I don't want to go to no tourist stuff. I want to if I'm in Africa, I want to see what y'all doing over here. Like I want to know what's going on for real. So I want to be in the streets where where the people are at, where like the 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 regular people of Nigeria, wherever I'm at hang out where they go. I don't want to be in any tourist areas buying like, I love Nigeria hats, none, none <laughs> of that. But, so that's what I'm looking forward to, experiencing the true culture and energy of Nigeria or wherever we end up. Because anytime you a Suki, 
things can go any given way. <laughs> we might start in Nigeria, end up in Ghana. Like you just never know where. So wherever I end up, I want to know what's going on there. No, I feel you. I feel you. Shouts out to Sugihana, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what's up. I, I'm, I'm interested to hear like what your experience is, you know, like once you do come back, because, you know, not a lot of people get a chance to, you know, travel to different states, let alone a whole different country that and that being Africa. So, yeah. yeah. I've been very fortunate. Um, I've lived in other countries. So, oh, wow. Where, where yeah, I, I lived in Japan for two years. I was I was in the military. Military. Okay, right, right, yeah, right. I've been in Japan for two years. But most of my traveling, surprisingly, has been done outside of the military. Like, I didn't do nearly as much traveling in the military as I've done out, but I've been fortunate enough to, you know, experience different things and, and different places. Okay. So I'm excited about this one. This this is a big one, so. No, yeah, absolutely. It's the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, that, that's actually dope, though. So can, let me ask this question, because I, I was familiar with you doing some time in the military. So how did you transition from being in the military to now being an actress? Well, it was a journey. So it wasn't a straight path. It was definitely the path was like, like <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like while I was in the military, I knew I would end up here. Right. Um. Honestly, so... When I, when I was in the military, I joined straight out of high school. Two weeks out of high school, I joined the military. I was 17 when I joined the military. Mm, I was 17 wow. when I graduated boot camp. I was 17 when I checked into my first duty station. Dang. So, yeah. So, I was, like, really 17, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, both my parents had this time for me to join. So, it was really, like, I ended up in the military because I didn't know. At 17, you don't know what you want to do yet. Right, like, you can right. whatever, like, but you could be, in two years, you may feel completely different. So, I was just kind of, like, finding my way. And then when I got out of military, I got a regular job. Like I was working in banking and I was doing like security on the side and doing different things. And then like um, I ended up getting heavily involved in activism here in, here in well, in New York City. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, talk, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I was working in banking and then I can't remember who ended up getting murdered by, by the police. I, I want to say it was... I can't remember if it was Michael Brown or Eric Garner, but it was Probably, during that I, think, I think it was Eric Garner. If it was in New York City, it was Eric Garner. No, it, it didn't happen in New York City. Oh, oh okay. okay. They were protesting in New York City. Okay, though. I got you, got you. Got I you. can't remember. It might have been Eric Garner, though, because yeah, I know Michael Brown was in Ferguson, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, whatever it was, I was so upset, you know, that day I was at work, working in banking, I left work early. I left work like halfway through the day because I was so upset. And mm-hmm. I like went home and made a sign and just went into Manhattan. Like I didn't know what I would find. I didn't know what I would see. I just knew people were going to be in the streets because right. it was, you could feel the tension just in the world at that time. And I ended up running into a whole bunch of protesters, coincidentally, a whole bunch. And um, so I ended up getting very, very, very involved, like, protesting for like eight hours at a time, um, organizing protests, organizing different things, shutting down like highways and doing all types of nonsense, like just drawing attention to what was going on at that time. And then from there, like I ended up gaining uh, a little bit of like popularity, a little bit of popularity and notoriety in that world. And then from there, um, there was a local radio host's uh that had a show about like politics like mm-hmm. black politics and he invited me to do his show okay. um as a guest 
And then when I did his show as a guest, he was like, you know, I love the energy. You know, I love what you brought to the show. Would you consider coming on to co-host my show with me? So then I came on and co-host the show. It was a local, it's a local radio station here in New Jersey, 95.1. Um, it's talk radio. Um, and then okay. from there, another, another, um, what is it called? Another radio show on the same station saw me and was like, hey, would you come on and do an episode of our show? And I was like, okay. And then eventually the radio station owner was like, you know, I love what you're doing. Would you do your own show? Oh, wow. Like, okay. You got your own show. Yeah, I ended up having my own show. Oh, my, man. I had my own web series and show. My, so he saw like the web series that I had been doing and I had been interviewing different different like local local people. Like I spoke to like Jojo Simmons on there. I spoke to... Um, I interviewed Suki. That's actually how me and Suki met when I was oh, working at the Oh, wow. See, here, here we go. See, the people don't yeah. know these things. <laughs> yeah, I was working at the radio station and I saw, and at this time, Suki was not nearly as, we're talking like four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have the state, nowhere near the stain that she had. This was She's, the very beginning. Hannah now, honey. Right, back right. Then, Oh, she only only a small niche niche of people knew her. She probably had like a hundred thousand followers on social media, which is still <laughs> That's a lot a small of niche. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's a small niche compared to close to two million. And no, you're right. That, that makes sense. Was Cardi B posting your music videos and you being in the WAP video and things like that? that She's makes different sense. in a whole different space now. A hundred thousand people, people, especially on social media which we all have Instagram. We all know Instagram kind of like suppresses our algorithm. Right. So 100,000 people is really 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. because Instagram is stopping majority of your viewers from seeing your shit. But anyways, don't let me get on that. <laughs> At that time, she was around. And even though like people couldn't understand because I was such an har a hardcore activist at that time. If, I don't know if y'all know my homegirl, like her persona is very raunchy, very out there, very outgoing. Like at that time, she was like twerking on graves and saying all types of crap. Yeah, Suki, <laughs> Suki be out there, honey. Suki be out there. Oh that's my, my baby. God. I, mean, I, love, I love her. She can do no wrong in my eyes, but. For sure. Such, such a sweetheart. Like outside of her public persona, she's such a sweetheart and like just a good friend. But at that time. She was local in the area when I was doing um, radio. Right. Um, she was in the area doing like a hosting. Like they had her doing some mm -hmm. spot close to me. And I just emailed, I sent out the email to her booking, to her management. Like, would she be willing to come on and do my show? And she came on and did my show. And from there, we had been friends at her ever since. Um, but anyway, um, how I got to acting. I told, you, <laughs> I told you it's a... Hey, it's listen, so this is why we on the podcast. We're here to learn about stories. So after I did radio and I was doing my web series, uh, I realized, so I love radio. I love talking. You know, I love doing different things. But we're, I was doing, so I was doing political talk radio mm -hmm. during the Trump administration. And I don't oh, know if you mm, know wow. what that was like, but we would get, and I don't want to get into my political views too much, but we would get a lot of hard, we would get hardcore black conservatives on there, like gotcha. hardcore. And it would drive me crazy some of the things that they would say, you I know? I can only imagine. And um, it was like, it started to be draining for me. And also people yeah. don't know in radio in general, 
um, in regular radio, like podcasting and things like that is killing it because it's the new, it's the newer medium, mm-hmm. but traditional radio, it's really a fight um, to earn income. And it's a fight for the top spot because traditional radio is not doing what it was doing 20 years ago. Right. So I, I decided like I wanted to transition. And then what's funny is another thing, crazy enough, a couple things. Um, I had an ex and we got into an argument one day. Funny, funny story. And he said, you know what? You should be a fucking actress. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> you might be on to something. You know? <laughs> like, and obviously it wasn't meant as anything positive. Right. Passing me out. But I was like, I might look into that, you know? And then um I just started to like do small like background things and just like seeing what's out there. I did actually my first gig was Funny enough, my first gig was Impractical Jokers. I did. That oh, was that my, was your I, first one? Because I, I, I seen it. I seen it on your page, and I was curious to know, like, how the hell did that even come about? But here we go. I'm, I'm listening to the story. No, it, it was either my first or second gig, but this was like, it honestly, after doing that, I was like, well, if I starting here, like, <laughs> it can only first time out the gate if you're on TV, like, not no, bad, you no. Know? But um. Uh, that's how I got into acting. Now, how I ended up on Impractical Jokers... Yeah, I, I, I need that story. Impractical Jokers is 100% real. Let me start okay. there. Oh, okay. It's not a joke. None of it is actual acting. It is real. Now, other reality... I, I've I've been recruited for other reality... I got cast in another reality show, actually. That is not 100%. Those other types of reality shows are not, from my understanding, from what I experienced, are not right. 100%. A lot of it is real, but a lot of it is like placements and trying to get you to say certain. They're trying to build the character. Got you, got you. And practical jokers is they're really pranking your ass. So <laughs> I ended up on there. I saw a listing. They were looking for a corporate moderator, a moderator to do a corporate taste testing video. Right, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what the listing said. So I went for it. I, I just submitted for it. You know, I felt like it was a quick, easy, quick, easy money or whatever. And like the lady on the phone kept saying, and I had never seen the show. And that right. that is a huge part of them pranking you. So she's asking me like questions to feel out if I've ever heard of this show before. And at the time, I didn't know that's what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I realize that's what she was doing. And she was asking questions like, so, you know, I, yeah, we just sit in our office and watch True TV all day. And I'm like, is that the like channel Snapped is on? Is that the channel where they like, they're talking about like how people got murdered and things like the true, like the crime thing. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in, come in. That's, that's it. So I get in there and they have me asking, they tell me I'm going to be asking these people questions about this soda brand. And I walk in again, no idea. Everything looks completely normal. You don't mm-hmm. see cameras. You're in a room. You walk right. in, and it literally was exactly what you got, what you saw in the video, um, except for it was so much longer than that. There was so much more said. Like they chopped a lot out. It was really such an awkward. It was like it was such a crazy experience because in certain, when you're in that situation, when you're watching those types of shows, you think, man, I would have knew. You know right, what I mean? right. <laughs> There's no way he would have said that and I'd have went for it. But in that moment, I'm going to tell you, your mind don't work like that because especially if you think you're here to do a job. Right, right. You don't want to offend people by saying like, are you joking? You know what I mean? And they're like keeping up character. So you like, damn, like, 
these these motherfuckers weird like what are you talking about <laughs> so like they were saying all types of crazy stuff and like in the end they didn't tell me that what it was until literally after everything was filmed after they wow. asked me at the very end they pulled me to the side and were like so have you ever heard of impractical jokers and i was like no what is, is that a show they're like no but yeah they're like they're like yeah it's a show and you're on it because you were the funniest person of the day <laughs> Because I'm dramatic as if anybody knows me knows. So my reactions were like, what? Like, so yeah, that was a fun experience. But that's, that's how that took place. And it was like, either my first or second, my first gig might have been, I did a commercial for like, Mini Cooper has co-working space, like Mini, the company has co-working mm -hmm. spaces, I think. But I think Impractical Jokers was my second. Like I, I can, I, I took, I hit the ground running. You know, I listen, I, I, that's a you know, great thing. I look like yeah. just like me, my first acting role was a lead role. <laughs> you, you understand? Look, I, I don't, that's that's the talent. I, but I've only been in acting, I've only been acting for it, hasn't it's not even two years yet. What? So, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> time out, time out, time out. It's you lying to me. <laughs> Not even two years. What? I work a lot. I work a lot for not even two years. I will say, I I'm I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed, but I haven't even my headshots. Like I, I started working May of 2021. What? Mm -hmm. No, no way. Yeah. So by the time I did I did Lovers Anonymous, I didn't even have a year in yet. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> no way possible. I see, because if you would have asked me that question, you'd be like, how long do you think I've been acting? I would have told you five years minimum. Minimum. Thank you. I now what I will say is uh I think that podcasting, radio, all of those things, even activism, anything where you have to display something in front of people, I feel like is kind of like acting i would say because i definitely feel like all of those things the activism the the radio the web series all of those things prepared me kind of mm -hmm. because when i had nothing are we out of time because i see you looking no 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 you good okay. I'm, just, I'm just checking i'm just <laughs> no, saying you good you got no, a few minutes no i was saying that um even when i first got started and i had nothing to put on my damn resume mm -hmm. i when i was looking i found that my web series and things qualified to go on an acting resume so like okay, okay. so it's like it counts you are used to speaking you're used to performing in front of people you're used to being in those type of situations so wait it doesn't matter wait a minute so which so when i'm hearing this i could put the hollow talk podcast on my resume but that's what that's what i'm hearing you can oh, oh okay I, I need to move it's, it up on my list. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's a, when I first, when I first, honestly, I don't know why I keep saying when I first, because technically I'm still first starting. But like when I very, very, like now I have a number of things to go on my resume. But when I first, first started and I had nothing to go on my resume, my web series and my train, the the few classes that I've taken, I had taken at that time mm -hmm. um, were literally, mm -hmm. and I was getting callback. Like that's what, that was the main things Naja saw. You know what I mean? Like right. that main thing on my resume at that time well by the time nausea got to me i had done some work though but okay. like in terms of like when i first started like my first gig i had that's what i had on there like my web series and like, the <laughs> see i'm like i'm okay so like i really really didn't know that so like my genuine reaction right now is real as fuck 
Yeah, Cause I, cause I really thought I really thought that you was like a seasoned actress because when I like when I first got on the set and they was like, yeah, you know, this this is who you know you, that you're gonna be co-starring with. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And I I went on Google, you know, typed in the name, like, oh, all right, she got some, you know, she got some stuff. And then I yeah. was like, all right, well, she she, I'm looking for her to kind of guide me through it. And now I know, <laughs> like, we basically were starting at the same. <laughs> I will say, I will say though, by the time I had reached there, I probably had, I, cause this is what I do predominantly. So it's kind of, I think it's different um, for people that kind of either do it more as a hobby or work nine to five and act. I, for the last, since I've started, this is what I do predominantly. So I'm on right. set between three and five days a week. So mm -hmm. I guess even though I haven't been doing it long, I probably do it more than the average person. You got a lot of reps. Yeah, because um, I, I, this is what I do. And I'm right. fortunate enough to be able to say that because I know people have different obligations and different things. So everyone can't commit as much as I have. But by the time, yeah, by the time I got to Nausea, I had done a decent amount of work. I mean, again, still, still, for what I say is experience, still just start, I'm still just starting as far as I'm concerned, but um, I wasn't, fret, I will say I wasn't, like she wasn't even my 20th gig, I'll put it like that. You know, I had, I had, yeah, I had done a lot of work, work with, I, I've been blessed. Like I said, I hit the ground running. Right. I, like I'm, I'm just so taken aback and like, it's, it's just crazy no, because like I I'm just sorry, I said that wrong. And when I say she wasn't my 20th gigs, meaning I had at least 20 gigs. No, right, right. I, I got what you were saying. I got you. I but got yeah, you. I had hit the ground running that first year. Like, I was like, man, I'm going to be on every set I could possibly find. Like, I don't care what it is. I don't care what they got me doing. I'm I'm there. Just let I me know where to stand I and where I to look. I respect the word ethic. <laughs> like, I tr trust me when I tell you, I respect it wholeheartedly. And, 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 you know, one of the crazy things, too, because... Now that you're saying this, now it's all making sense to me. We got we got a couple minutes. We're going to take a little break in a second. But I feel like I need to say this real quick and leave the people with a little cliffhanger. So <laughs> so, so when we did the second day of shooting, right, for the people who, who've listened to the pod and they've heard about it, right, we had a, a kiss scene in the... <laughs> in, in yeah. the episode so ladies and gentlemen this is the lady who I kissed in the movie <laughs> so when we were sitting there and you know we was going over it I'm like okay I've never done this shit before I'm thinking like you're the seasoned actress so I'm sure you've did this before and no, I sat there with you and I, I asked you that and you said no I've never done this before so I'm like what the fuck yeah that was my first <laughs> that was my first kissing scene I mean and just to let you know how I hit the ground running since, I've done a full sex scene since then. Ooh, but that yeah, was, <laughs> I have, I have, and I actually have another one coming up. Oh my God. But oh. yeah, but at that time I had, I was an innocent little baby virgin <laughs> actor, you know what I mean? Never and even I a little spoiled it? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, broke, broke my kid. <laughs> No, that's crazy. That's crazy because like I just I, I really thought that like you've done all these things. So I'm thinking like I'm the I'm the the amateur here. I don't I haven't done any any of this. No. You're gonna walk me through it. I would it. say less than a year. I would say I would say less than a year is pretty amateur. Less than a year is pretty amateur. Uh, but I think I think also like I said, even with you doing um your doing what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. um, it all matters. You know what I mean? It all matters Absolutely. in terms of in terms of how comfortable you are around, like, because I get that often. And I don't, 
And not to say, I don't even think it has anything to do with talent. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it just has to do with how comfortable you seem to be around people and in certain settings. Um, And because I am comfortable on set, it can seem like, oh, she's been doing this for however long, but no, I I haven't. <laughs> yeah, because like again, like I said, and I, I know I keep saying it, but I just I can't wrap my mind around it. Like <laughs> I really thought you had at least five years and then, in. And then also I think who I know and where I where if you follow that my social too. media, boy, if you follow my social media where you see me, you assume exactly that how I got there is acting, right? Because that's what I do now. No yeah. one, I don't really advertise like the activism and the radio as much these days because I, you know, I, when I started protesting and act, activism, we're talking 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. So it's been some time. It's, so that, that's to really- like a lifetime ago. Right. So there's a couple in, on my current, so also, it, this is not even my first IG. IG deleted me before. So. Oh, shit. Those that started with me are not those that are still here. So got you, got you. So only those that know know. Oh, and I now know. you know. Oh well, hey, listen, <laughs> shouts out, listen, shouts out to you. Like you killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, so we're gonna take a little quick break. Uh, when we get right back, we, we got to talk about all these things. So we got to talk about the, the new scenes you've been in and everything. We're gonna go down the whole list, but we will be right back with more of the How to Talk podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the How Talk podcast with your guy, Jetpack Nick, and Ms. Jennifer B. Charles. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, so before we left, right, you had mentioned that, you know, you being an actor and you haven't acted for that long, which was a gigantic surprise to me, right? But you also mentioned that you did your first romantic scene, right? We're just going to say romantic scene, right, for the people. <laughs> it was a sex scene. It was a sex scene. It was romantic. <laughs> It wasn't romantic. <laughs> okay, so 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 I, I'm I'm curious to know because you know you see it all the time on TV, movies, whatever, right? What's the process with those scenes, like mentally as an actor, and just how the scene is acted out? Because it's not real, obviously, right? No, it's not okay. real. Okay. So, um. <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! So, um, we did have. This is actually, <laughs> I tend to get cast. I, I have a type in terms of the type of roles I get cast in. Can, can, you, tell, you, what, can well, you say what that is? Yeah, usually I'm the girlfriend, the wife, the concubine. Like that's usually, gotcha. but usually the girlfriend or the wife. And in this particular scene, I was the girlfriend. Okay. Um, I literally had one scene. It was it's a feature. I had one scene in the feature, and it was the sex scene. So oh, I don't even man. know. Where I, I, listen, you you don't got to talk <laughs> about it if you don't want to. I'll put it like this. No, no, there's nothing. Honestly, I'm an open book. Nothing is off limits. Okay. Um, for me, it was interesting. So. I had on, I was wearing underwear and a bandeau top. He was wearing nothing but like a modesty garment that just covered like literally just his penis, like he was, everything out. He was bald. He, he, he was naked. <laughs> he was naked. We were outside. 
outside. You, it, this was an outdoor scene. But as naked outside. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we we there was no rehearsal, so we literally met. Yeah, it was quick. We literally met like maybe three hours before filming. Hmm. And we like like I said, we had an intimacy coordinator who kind of spoke to us and like asked what our boundaries were mm-hmm. and like kind of like guided us through the whole thing. It was so awkward. Because also, shout out to my shout out to my co-star for, for that scene. I'll okay. shout out for my scene. Not even co-star, I'll call him my scene partner. Shout out to my scene partner. Okay, shout out to the scene partner. So <laughs> he and he very nice, very nice guy. He was super like comforting and things. But I don't know if we had chemistry off camera type of thing. Like right. we in terms of like what I guess quote unquote my type would be, not because he was unattractive or anything like that. He just wasn't my type necessarily. Okay, so so now you know what you got to do after you tell the story, right? Yeah. So you gotta tell people what you type is. <laughs> so um, so it was so it was such a strange thing. It's such a strange thing to simulate because we were obviously, despite being me having something on, we were obviously on each other, right? Y'all, y'all butt ass naked. Yeah, they were making the noises. It's like, cut. Is the sound good? Okay, pick it up from, uh-uh. Like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, like, then oh, in the scene, like, in the scene, someone's like catching us having sex. So it's like... Oh, so that, that that's adds on top of the awkwardness. Right. And a, it was it was interesting. And it's like, the intimacy coordinator, because at first we did sound, right? We did a couple takes with the sound that was going to be used for the in the in post, right? Right. But then we had the shots where the intimacy coordinator was like walking us through. And obviously there were different shots that were zoned, <laughs> that were like zoomed in on different parts of the body. And for whatever reason, they decided that he was going to have a close-up ass shot. I don't know why. So how <laughs> we were positioned because... It's like a close-up act that where like my legs are around his waist, so you kind of see the back of him, and then you see my legs. So it's like, right, right. It's like Jennifer, flex your right foot, like squeeze your right leg on his back. Then they're telling him like, okay, squeeze your butt cheeks together. Now release. Like it was like it was what? So yeah, <laughs> it was so insane. It was crazy, but we got through it. It was cool. It was interesting. Oh my god! It was something. And like I thought he would be shy because of what I stereotyped his type of person is when I met him. But they were like, you know, do you need to be covered? He was like, nah, just put the modesty garment on the front and we're good to go. I was like, all right. Interesting. I, I don't even know where to go with this. Like, <laughs> I, 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 ain't, I ain't know you can just be on camera, but ass naked like that. <laughs> it was like. So no, like so, but how they shot it, I feel like it was like taste. So have you ever seen like paid in full? Yes, yes. Do you remember many the times. Cameron's ass was in the shot? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's gonna be something like that, you know? Okay. What I mean? So okay. you're not gonna see his 
whole body in the shot, but I'm like physically filming. No, right, right. So yeah, but I feel like when they edit it, it's not, yeah, it's not going to give what it gave in person. (laughs) But he was ass naked in person. With just a little thing, like a little, it looked like a Band-Aid, like a big Band-Aid just covering his front. And that was it. It was so, it was so interesting. I ain't even going to touch that part of the conversation. Yeah, it was so interesting. I've never, I had never, it's my first time. I was, he broke my on-screen virginity. Right, right. Okay. And, and and you said that you have another one coming up in another, is it a film or a TV show? So I'm doing, this one is actually a full feature. Okay. Okay. Is yeah. this your first full feature? It's my first full feature. Congratulations. Well, I've done, I've actually done other feature, but I have not done any lead I haven't done a lead role in a full feature, so this oh, is my okay. first full feature. C- congratulations to you! Thank you. Absolutely. So I play. I'm I'm playing the the main character's wife. Okay. And we have a sex scene in that as well. <laughs> but I've usually I usually um, you know I I'm not gonna lie I, I I get it I get why they cast me in these roles because I think they they I think the locks give like a certain edge and if you're trying to portray a character and of course like you know I'm not hard on the eye so I guess like if you want to bring something to the character like an edgy kind of like person that can ground like on this film the director literally said to me you know I wanted to cast someone that I believe would be able to ground this character so based on what you based on what you brought to the table that person would have to have a strong presence to be able to ground this character. So, um, yeah, that's that's usually, I'm usually, like I said, the wife or the girlfriend, and I, that's why. I, I want to ask a question about that. So, so from just from your own experience, right, because I'm, I'm not sure if you can speak to anybody else's experience being in the film industry, but like you said, being an attractive woman in the film industry, is that hard for you sometimes, like just going through certain processes, or have you experienced anything that's, a little iffy or anything so there, of that sort. There's pros and cons to everything, I would say. Okay. Um, so, on the one hand, being attractive is obviously a huge pro because Absolutely. that yeah. is before they meet me, before they look at my resume, that headshot is the first thing they see. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that draws people in. And I honestly, I'm very, very blessed and I'm humbled. You know, I, I don't take it for granted. I'm appreciative because I realize I didn't earn my looks. You know what I mean? I just got them. Right. So I think that I'm better than anybody else for anything for that. Um, and I speak to people that have been acting for a while, for longer than me, that say they don't get that have told me they don't get call back for anything. You know what I mean? And which is which sucks, you know, yeah, so I absolutely. do. Realize, I do realize that pretty privilege. Is a thing. Um, where it is an issue um, is that I feel like it prevents me from being able to play the more serious roles. So you feel like you're being typecasted? Yeah, I, yeah, gotcha, I feel like gotcha. it's like, let's say, for instance, an attorney or somebody that like has a real perspective on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't typically get those roles. I, 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 like I'm, I'm, it's assumed that I've, I'm typecast in the, in the pretty girlfriend or the pretty pretty wife or whatever. And um, also it is a concern. Bec- it is an issue when it comes to just a male dominated field, any period, because Absolutely. 
obviously you're going to get approached by, you know, skis type of men that are trying to like dangle a roll or dangle something in front of your face in hopes that you may do things with them for the role. So you have to kind of like maintain your integrity there. Um, and then people think you're stupid. That's another thing. Uh, there's this whole belief that if you look a certain way, you can't possibly have a brain. So you're constantly having to put your foot down because people are constantly trying you. So right. that, that's another perspective. But you know, like I said, pros and cons to both. Pros and cons to both. Okay. For, for the whole thing, I mean. No, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, just listening to some of the stories, like, over the last few years, and even even before then, you hear all the horror stories about all the ill shit that goes on in the industry. You know, so I, I just didn't know if, you know, you seen any of that or if they if you was approached I, by I, any I, of that. I, okay. I have, okay. I've, had, I've had casting directors, you know, hit on me or do different things but um i've been fortunate enough to like maintain my integrity i don't know if it's it's hurting my career i don't know maybe i'd i'd have a bigger role by now if i I was i was about to ask you that i I was going to ask you like do you feel that having those experiences can be discouraging to you pursuing or continuing to pursue an acting career definitely i honestly like i think there is pretty privilege, like I said, but I also think that beauty in, in certain instances is a, is a curse. Okay. Um, just because people already have a perception about you just based on that. And you, off the rip, you're trying hard to fight someone's per- perception of you. I'll put it like this. The minute you have a serious face on, you're, you're a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, so you have to constantly remain bubbly. So people aren't intimidated or feel like, Oh, she thinks she's some shit or like, it's just, there's so many things to think about. Or the Mm -hmm. minute that you're like too easygoing. Now you're done. You're the pretty dumb girl. Or like, I've literally had a a coach say to me, like an acting coach say to me, and I don't, she, I, I don't coach with, she's not, no, she's no longer my acting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said to me one time when she was coaching me and I was offended by it. And she said, um, you're not just going to get by cause you're pretty. And I thought that it was a very strange comment to make because what the hell does that have to do anything? What I didn't say anything to you to lead you to believe that is what I thought. Right. I, I'm here. I'm here paying you to coach me and you're focused on what I look like. You're concerned. You're, you just let your, whatever your insecurity is, because most acting coaches are actors, you right. know, either actors that didn't get to where they wanted to get or actors that are still currently pursuing their career. So it's like, you're focusing on like nonsense and not coaching me to get to where I want to get to. So yeah, They're she's projecting. Not- yeah, exact. Perfect word for it, projecting. So like, yeah, those are the negatives. But again, I guess because I have my privilege, you just got to suck it up. Okay. Take take the good with the bad. No, yeah. I, listen, I mean, I, I I don't I don't have the 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 experience of being a pretty woman in <laughs> in the film industry, so I don't know like what that would be like. But yeah. I, just just working with you and seeing your work ethic, like you know, because we follow each other on Instagram, so I see you traveling to different places and you know being in these acting classes and really really busting your ass to achieve the goals that you have set for yourself in this discipline so from me to you on a public platform and i'll say it in private as well i i definitely hope that you continue to pursue your career and 
I don't let nothing that. stop you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. So let's let us let us change speeds just a little bit. You know, I we we talk about a heavy, heavy ass topic. So <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's change speeds a little bit. We still gonna keep it active though. So I'm just curious to know for you specifically, like what's your favorite like part of the acting process? Is it you know like doing the table reads, doing the auditions, getting the casting calls, or is it the actual filming and acting? I would say for sure filming is my favorite part. Um, and seeing the results of my work, like actually sitting down. Uh, by the way, you know I already got Anaja's ass. <laughs> oh man, she, I mean, she, said, she said it's not, but she said it's not a screening. It's a, they're 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 screening the trailers, but not the actual film. Oh okay. Yeah. So, but I was already I was already texting her on the <laughs> that because I would say that is my favorite part to see the end result because even. Um, even while we're on set creating the project, um, there's still a whole nother aspect of creation when it goes into posts to yeah. see what was kept in, how it was edited, what it ended up looking like. So yeah, that that is probably creating the actual, being on set creating and filming and um, seeing the finished product is 100% my favorite part. I mean, uh, I like the... I like the growth in it. Like I definitely know where I started and where I'm, I like seeing where, where I started as opposed to where I'm at currently. Right. Definitely the end result is always, always, it's always fun to see that. Oh yeah. I respect it. Cause me personally, like, like, especially doing stage, like, cause that's like my background and the whole acting discipline. Uh, I think for me personally, I enjoy the table reads a little mm -hmm. bit more than anything. And the reason why is because it it allowed the, like a chance of of growth and camaraderie. Like you was able to, you know, grow with your castmates and just grow with the whole the whole crew in general. Right. You know, just being able to see the process unfold um, as you're creating it. You know, the, the things that you add, you know, the things that you take out, everybody's own ideas of how things should go. And, you know, everybody's right. just ideas, you know, that that for me is is the, the most fun part. I mean, I've done a little bit of theater. I haven't done a whole lot. You know, mm -hmm. I like I said, in such a short period of time, I try to dip my toe into everything. I You've could. been balling. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I've done a little bit. I've done a little bit of theater and. I have so much respect for actors who primarily do theater. For sure. Just because it's so much more work, you know, to me. Um, and whereas if I screw up on camera, it's a cut and, and a pickup mm -hmm. shot. Ain't no screwing up here. You know what I mean? Like either you're going to get it or you're going to make an ass out yourself. Like, uh, and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, to that point, like, I think that is, is a, is a, a strong quality to, to grow when you're being in theater because you have to improvise at some point like 100 everything isn't okay i'm gonna read it off this page and i'm gonna you know pr you know get it out there the same way that you envisioned it sometimes i might mess up and i gotta flip a word or i gotta flip a right. sentence or something like that and the cool thing about it is nobody else knows except you and whoever else you're in the play with or the production with right sorry no i, I did my um my first show uh, was an off Broadway show. 
my first really yeah and like nothing (laughs) like (laughs) there's no other there's no I don't even know how to put it into words the adrenaline that you get from that there's nothing scarier than like right before you hit that stage like Right when you're standing behind the curtain. <laughs> I got and a funny like, story for you after this. <laughs> yeah, right when you're standing behind the curtain and it's like, you're like waiting for your cue and you're like, wait, and you go out there and it's like, you don't even want to look into the crowd because you're so freaking scared. And you're like, and you happen to glance and you might like, you see somebody's face, you know, but you're trying to remember mm-hmm. your lines and you're trying to make sure you're hitting your mark wherever you're supposed to be. And there's no greater and then something goes wrong and you're trying to like like okay i'll give you an example of what i experienced right so like we had a portion of our show where somebody's supposed to drop a piece of paper on the floor right Right. and keep going and the rest of us are supposed to surround this piece of paper and like then we start dropping our lines he dropped the piece of paper off all the way off to the side of the stage where it was supposed to be in the middle of the stage, right? So now when we and mind you, he when he did it, he's the only person on the stage. Right. We come out after, like after he did does his whole little monologue, we come out. So I'm the first and we come out like one by one. So I'm mm-hmm. the first one out. And I'm looking for it and I don't see it. So I'm like looking around. And then again, this is my first theater production. Jesus so I don't know what to do. Now, luckily, right behind me, after I dropped my first line, someone comes out behind me and she's more seasoned and she like kind of like kind of like like kind of slyly picks it up and throws Mm. it as part of her monologue. But just that small, it's something so small and minuscule, but it's like to someone that's not really seasoned, I was like, oh, my God, shit. Right, right. I do (laughs) like people are looking at me. I don't like Mm -hmm. so it's like theater. just that one experience. Theater is such like such an adrenaline rush. Like, I don't even know those like I said, who primarily do theater, hats off. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, Listen, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it'd be funny, though. It'd be funny, because, like, the, the last theater play I did before I graduated college, um, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty serious, like, play. It, mm-hmm. it had some real serious, you know, content to it. So before we went on stage, you know, I, I'm dealing with people who are seasoned, you know, theater people and some people that's you know kind of you know rookies if you will like right right so we all we all get in in a circle right right before we walk in you know and and go to our spots and everybody's out there waiting for us to come out we all just smoked a little imaginary blunt (laughs) okay (laughs) and went out there you know we just had to mind trick ourselves to be like all right you know we laid back we cool we all passed a little imaginary blunt around And then, and then I go out there, right? Not for nothing. Where my spot is, like where I'm, I'm, I'm blocked at, right? My parents are sitting right next to where I'm blocked, right? So my dad, he, he, he likes to, you know, crack jokes. So I'm sitting there. I got these, 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 these cookout <laughs> sandals on. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm sitting there, like you know, like listening to the lines or whatever. My dad is like, like whispering to me while the play is going on. Talking about Nick. Like you not on a whole stage. As, the, as the play is going on, he's, <laughs> like he's, he's sitting right next to me, though. So he's like, Nick, why you let them give you them shoes, man? <laughs> <laughs> you I'm like, bro, like, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do my thing here. You worried about my. <laughs> 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 
Right. <laughs> Worried about or... my cookout shoes, man. <laughs> No, yeah, no it, is, it is no it is no joke. Theater no, is no joke. <laughs> no, th- th- theater is dope. But, you know, going from theater to being on film, I think that the transition wasn't too bad. Because um, it, it was it was just less things I needed to focus on. All I had to do was worry about my lines. I knew blocking already from theater, so that wasn't a big problem for me. I just needed to know my lines, how to deliver them, and know when to get the hell out the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that was it right that was it but you know for, for me that that experience was really really dope and i'm happy to say that i got to you know share the screen with miss jennifer b child <laughs> so much fun and and you were such a fun co- co-star i will say like definitely definitely good vibes we definitely had a, a, a fun couple of days of filming for sure no for sure so i got a couple more questions for you and then i'm gonna get you out there right so the one question I want to ask is, let's see, let's see. I got a couple here. I'm going to see how I want to do right, this. All right, all right. <laughs> so, okay, I, I'm going to go with this one. So what was the moment for you that you knew this is what you wanted to do with your life, be an actress? What was that moment? Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, if there, if there ever was, like, an aha. You know, I, I'm honestly, how it happened again. I t- I told you the whole fight mm-hmm. thing. Right. My ex. I didn't even know that was what planted the seed. That wasn't like my moment of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I think one day I was sitting there, I, like I'm so random. I'm I'm really random. I was sitting there. I was at my cousin's house, and I was watching something. I I can't even remember what I was watching specifically. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try doing this. And then she was like, doing what? And I was like, I think I'm going to try acting. And she was like, all right, like, that's super freaking random. And then I just got headshots. And then I think the first time I was on set, like I said, I did I, I did Impractical Jokers. I think the mm-hmm. first, I can't remember if it was the mini commercial or the Impractical Jokers, one of those two. Those were mm-hmm. my first two gigs. And when I was on set, it might've been the mini Cooper commercial thing. But when I was on set, I was like, oh, I was like, this is freaking cool. And I'm getting paid for this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in front of a camera doing yep. something good and I'm getting paid for it, you know? And then, like, I did the Impractical Jokers and I got paid for that. I was like, what? And then I did, like, a fitness shoot, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I typically work out. And I was like, I'm getting paid to work out. Like, this is freaking crazy. <laughs> And then after that, I was hooked. I was like, I love doing it. I started taking classes and, you know, just learning more about the craft. I'm still in classes. I have never mm-hmm. stopped taking classes. I, I, I'm always getting, and I still do private coaching. Um, but yeah, I think once I was on set that first time, that was like my, uh, like when I first looked at that camera, I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is it for me. This is what I want to do. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I listen. I like it. I like it. You know, because <laughs> a lot of people like have that moment but they'd be like, yo, like, I just knew it. Like, this is what I wanted to do. Like, I, I, I seen such and such on TV and I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, no, so I was like curious that. to know. I'm, I'm kind of like, and I'm kind of like a free spirit. So um, I think that I've been so many different people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is who I, 
where I ended up, this is my passion. Right. But I can honestly say five years ago, I didn't know that I would be passionate about this. So this, but this is where I am. I can't say, I'm not one of those people. Like I've run into people that like, I knew I wanted to be an actor since I was three. You know right, what I mean? Right. That's not, I would be lying. I'm not even going to tell you no made up story. Like it's not, it was never that. But I, now that I'm here, I love it, you know, and, and I I hope to do this till I'm no longer on the earth. Like, I love it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Damn. You, 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 well, <laughs> we got a lot more projects to see Still you with. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then I, well, then I, I guess that kind of answers my next question, because my next question was, where do you ultimately want to take your acting career? Oh, no, that's a different question. Oh, it's so a different I, question. Yeah, because I, my, my ultimate goal if i could if i could like say what like my dream would be like if things worked out exactly how i planned i would have an egot in like five years like if, if i had listen i'm I right i'm right with you grammy the oscar the Tony, i am right with you, you know i didn't roll my speeches out already <laughs> right if, if things work out according to well five years is look they say if you do if you if you aim for five you'll do it in two you know exactly. what i mean but even if I, if it happened in 10 years, 15 years, you know, Cheryl Lee Ralph just got her mm-hmm. Emmy. Just you know like what I mean? Cheryl like, Lee Ralph. Yeah. So even if like that would be like my ultimate goal, but on, I, I don't want to say a small goal because this is a big one too. If I can share the stage with, or the stage or the screen with like some of my like muses or my like people that I really respect or look up to, like if I ever, that, like if I could just do one scene with Angela Bassett, like if I could just do one, like I ain't even gotta existence. have right. I ain't even gotta have too many lines, girl. It could be your scene. Let me like, <laughs> I'll walk up and ask you if do you want any hors d'oeuvres? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like if I could just be on screen with her or like Denzel Washington or like Viola Davis, like just give me one scene, girl. Like mm-hmm. I don't need. I ain't got to do too much. Just let me be there. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then, hey, listen, you, you, you didn't give me three. Give me two more people that, that's, that's like your big inspirations. Angela Bassett, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis. Uh, this one, people don't really expect me to say, I think, Meryl Streep. She's, wow. she's, Not she's, to say. Like, she's, one, she's one of the most decorated actresses ever. Yeah, she, she's a huge one for me, Absolutely. too. Not bigger, not bigger than Angela Bassett. And, or Viola Davis. I respect you know. it. I, I respect it. I respect it. We we hear it, but like <laughs> already. <laughs> Meryl Streep and probably I had to say one more. This is a tough one because it's my last one. Who who, who gonna get it? <laughs> um, you can say yourself if you want. You know, you can say yourself. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. Or, or, or you can say me. You know. I, I you know. I already do. Um, <laughs> I love. Uh, let me see. Who can I not just? You know, I would. I could do like someone that I really respect in mm-hmm. terms of her, and I feel like she's not. She doesn't get the respect she deserves. Uh, Monica Calhoun. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I love, yeah. And the reason I say Monica Calhoun is because like. Growing up, she, like, I saw her in several different films. Like, I, I remember she was in Pandora's Box 12, too, which was, like, a hood classic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in, um, she was in, 
a players club. She was in the best man. And the, the most respect, the thing I respect about her is Monica Calhoun was able to, was able to play both Ebony and I forgot her, 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 her character's name in the best man. In the best man. Uh, uh, I forgot God. what her Damn, I don't remember her name. I can't remember. They, I they got a new show coming out too, actually. Yeah. Coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I actually was on. I actually worked on that one. What the fuck? Yeah. Is name? Yeah, I can't. I can't Lee, remember. Lisa? Mia. No, it's not Nia. 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 Mia. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. So, I didn't realize those roles were so close, but and yeah. they were so opposite, and she killed both of them. She did. And to me, it was like, like how? Like how did we not conflict? Like you know, like. There are certain people when they play a role, you can't even see them outside of that role anymore. Yeah. And for some reason, I saw Ebony when she played Ebony, and I saw Mia when she played Mia. And it th- those films came out, I think maybe like a year apart from each other. And it mm-hmm. was like, this, she's acting. You know what I mean? For yeah. her to be able to do that, she's really for her to be able to become both those characters, and you don't even real you don't even think about the other character. She's no joke, and she doesn't. I feel like she doesn't get the respect she deserves. All right, well, we're giving her her respect on the Hollow Talk podcast, so shouts out to the queen. <laughs> for, for sure. All right, so we got a couple minutes left. I, I don't know if you want to extend it and we can keep going or if you want to just... Let me know what you got, whatever, whatever you want to do. I mean, I, I, listen, we, we ball it, you know, but like I said, we got a couple minutes left on this one, so what you, you want to do? You let, you let me know. If you want to take a break, we can come back. It's up to you. All right, cool. I mean, I, I, got, I got, you know, I got maybe one or two more we could do. But before we even go real quick, you not escaping the one that we were supposed to talk about earlier. What, what's your type? What's your type? Oh, <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. It is very, 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 very important. Very important that the person that I that I end up with or that I date is black. It's <laughs> It's, Listen, it's, I respect it. I respect it's that. It's extremely important, and no shade to nobody else. Um, but culturally, especially, like I said, I am. Yes. I do come from the the black activist world. Um, so nation building and those types of things are generational wealth building, and those type of things are very important to me. So that is who I am attracted to. That is who I can see myself with. Though that is who I date. And my coast, my co-star in that scene or my scene partner was not black. He was like, he was something different. Than black. You know, no, he was not black. He was white. Oh, oh he shit. was white. And yeah, so for, it's just getting more and more awkward. <laughs> yeah. So for me, and like again, no shade. I don't think anyone else is less than, but that's uh, your preference, though. That's your yeah, preference. Yeah, that is my preference. And um, other than like, and it, that's not my physical um, preference. Now, in terms of like mental emotional preferences like obviously smart i'm not gonna lie i prefer somebody tall and it's not i know every woman says that i don't know why everyone says that but for me it's important only because i'm so short so we gotta work these we gotta fix these right right i mean like so for me i am five one i'm a little tiny dinky thing um and I just don't want to risk having a son that's five two by accident. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to, because I feel like that's so rude. Like you know what I mean? If I got with somebody that's like five five, if I got with somebody that's five five and we have a child and my son's 
five three. This is my fault now because you knew what you like. You know what I mean? Like if he came to me with questions, I have to accept why he's frustrated with me because why did you? You know what I mean? It's different. Like we all know in this world, for men specifically, that does matter. You know what yeah. I mean? Date when you're five feet tall. It's like I remember seeing a video on social media of this five foot guy like ranting in his. Did you see that yeah, video? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. White guy, he was mm-hmm. like, "Women tell me I should be dead," and it's like, <laughs> "Damn, women tell you you should be dead." That's at- crazy. Like, but so yeah, that's important. But like somebody that's smart, someone who I I like a good sense of humor. I like a person mm-hmm. that's easy going. Like I I like a person that's not too high strung, discipline, um, hardworking. Those are all imp- has their own passion and their own dreams and their own goals. Right. So you're not you're not focused on trying to mess up mine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> those, that's those, important. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those that's my type. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Listen, listen. People be wanting to know, you know, because I, I don't really, I don't really I, okay. do too much talking about relationships on here. But like, right. when we do talk about it, we get into it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know that. Now, don't ask me my type because I ain't telling you. <laughs> what's your type? What's your type? What's your type? Uh, I, I, I love black women. Like, I, I love black women. That's, I do. I like, I like to hear. That. I do. Like, I, I, I really do. Okay. I do. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think I really just like somebody who, who's their own individual. Like, somebody who I could like go to an event with and she don't got to be on my side the whole time. She can go do her thing. Right. We come back together and, and meet in the middle and then like, yo, how you, everything good? Yeah, I'm good. Give her a little kiss and then we go about our business. It's important, especially in this business, I think for men. I mean, obviously both ways who you're with matters absolutely uh, but i think that for men in particular well for everybody in particular what am i saying who you are dating is a reflection of yourself i always feel yeah. like that so when you walk in a room if you are walking in a room with somebody that whose whole persona is airhead bimbo you know what i mean like it kind of says something about you right. you know what i mean or if and that goes if it's a male airhead bimbo or a female airhead right. bimbo. Because I'm like a man could be an airhead bimbo too. For sure. It says something about you and what your interests are and what you are focused on and those types of things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, uh, listen, that, that's pretty <laughs> much it for me. If I leave you by yourself. You got to be able to work the room. Oh, uh, yeah. Work the room a little gotta bit for sure. Somebody <laughs> get, get me something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's a fact. We 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 gonna say that conversation for another time. Cause like I said, I don't want to take too much of the time. But we got a little a minute left or something like that. So before you go, you got three gems for the people that can take away from this conversation. Um, all in a minute. Okay. I, I mean, I I tell you what. I mean, we can listen. We can extend it. You want to extend it? I think I can do it in a minute. How much time I got left now? A minute fourteen. <laughs> oh, a minute fourteen. Okay. Um, always chase your dreams and your goals, despite how um unbelievably unrealistic you think they are they they are real and they they're achievable um maintain your discipline because that to to me is like 80 percent of the process if you can stay out of bullshit you can get things done you know what i mean you you can focus on what's important to you and get things done um and also um I only got three. What's the last one? <laughs> All right. It, it looked like we're going to be extended. We're going to take a little What's break and we'll one? be back in a second. Okay. We're going okay. we to let you do it again. <laughs> okay.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hollow Talk Podcast. We got to take a little break, you know. The, the, the time was getting to us. Yeah. Crunch time. It was crunch time. <laughs> you know, so we, we, we actually going to continue on our conversation a little bit, you know, since we got some more time, you know. About a few minutes. Yeah, we we, we going to continue the conversation. So you was asking me about my type, right? You want to continue yeah. that conversation? Go ahead. <laughs> yes, Black women. Black women. How, how, they're, <laughs> how they're so amazing. Like, you know what? I, actually, I, you know... If this water bottle was black women, this is what I'm doing. Period. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think for the same reasons though that you said that you want to be with a black man is the same reason I want to be with a black woman. It's just a cultural thing, like n- like no disrespect to anybody else's culture or customs or anything like that. I just know what I'm comfortable being with, like living with or just being in a romantic relationship with. And I just need to be with a black woman. So, yeah, black, black women, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's really, a, it's for me, it's like, it's so important. And I can't tell you how many times, like, I've had people say, like, you should try dating outside. Or try, but like, I just know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good, actually. <laughs> like, I'm good. It's and like I said, it's no shade to anybody else. Um, but I just prefer and I know it's it's taboo because every, people try to act like those outside of the black race are better, but mm-hmm. to me, and it's just my preference. Listen, I, listen, I respect it, obviously, right? No, we got the same kind of preference when it comes to the, 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 the type of culture we want to be involved with and everything. But again, like, I think just from, from what I've seen, because I, th- I don't think I've dated outside my race. I don't think. So I wouldn't even know what to even base that off of or like what that experience would even be like to say that I wouldn't like it. But I just know like deep in my spirit <laughs> that I, I I couldn't do it. I've never I've never seriously dated. I've entertained for a short, extremely short period of time. And just those um, small interactions told me all I needed to know. There are certain things that culturally we just get. And I don't want to have to explain why right. when I say a certain thing, it's not literal. I don't want to, ex- I don't want to have to s- explain why when I say, cause I would have whooped her ass. It doesn't literally mean I would have whooped her you ass. Beat her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I don't want to, I don't want to explain those things. I, I would like to be around someone who gets it. And I would prefer to be around someone that understands the history and the effects and understands like microaggressions. Why mm-hmm. when somebody said a certain thing to me, why I got offended and, you know, I would also like to not have to worry about if you have racist family members. Yeah. <laughs> For me, those are things that I don't have to deal with if I if I'm on this side. So I just prefer to stay on this side. So so like what would be like your like at, at the top of your list? Like what's your top three, top five things that you look for in a partner? Top three. Um, intellect, drive discipline um honesty loyalty probably my top five mm-hmm. okay Those I mean, uh, nah, yeah. uh, uh, no uh, no we, we making a change <laughs> we'll take yeah we'll take loyalty out because i feel like honesty and loyalty kind of like fall into into one so so what we put in, um, in, in, in we'll, place of that? we'll we'll put in I, I gotta be honest physical attractiveness <laughs> for me, y'all can call me shallow. I respect it. I would like to be attracted, physical attractiveness to me, 
right? So, because that's not one size fits all. Right. What's attractive to someone else may not be attractive to me and vice versa. But I would prefer someone that I am physically attracted to. No, I got you. Right, listen, that, that's all respectable. Like, everybody got their own picks, their own things that is important to them. Like, for me, be, you being an individual is important for me. Like, I, I, like, I don't think I can do the you have to rely on me for every single thing for you to like survive and, and feel like you're a person. Like I'm like, it's cool. Like I, you know, like I'll play my part or whatever, but you got to, you're you, I can't live your life for you. Right. Like I'm all, I'm having a hard enough time living my own life. Right. I mean, and that's surprising because I find that uh, a lot of men seem to prefer that. Um, not this man. <laughs> yeah. I find that. A lot of men, for like an ego boost, uh, prefer to feel like their woman can't live without them. And and mm-hmm. for me, I feel like that's my biggest struggle when dating, because I am not like that, you know. And I find that it that actually intimidates people when you or intimidates a lot of men, not all men, but it intimidates a lot of men when they don't feel like you need them. So. <laughs> No, I, I got you. So I, this is why I, why I think that would be the case, because if if you feel like you don't need me, then I think that that plants a seed in your mind as, oh, like I'm replaceable or like I'm expendable because she she's not at my beck and call or she's not, you know, falling head over heels over me every time she sees me or whatever. I think that creeps into your mind when it's like, ah, like she she kind of just doing her own thing like she don't you know what i mean which, which to me is an insecurity right for sure because um it means that you feel like if i have the choice of who i want to be with i won't choose you that's exactly. really that's really what you're saying and to me i feel like um anybody being with anyone whether it be i need you or not it's a choice mm-hmm. you know what i mean like because I can choose to go need somebody else. If and I yeah. feel like I feel like um, a person that need, and I'm not trying to knock anybody's relationship or how anybody's relationship works. But if the relationship is based on need, is that a real relationship? Because if not, they not need for me. you, if yeah, because if they need you, then anybody that's providing whatever it is that is causing them to need you can be in that relationship, right? Nothing yeah. special about you that they're choosing it's based on necessity and that only it's kind of like i don't know if you've heard about like the whole passport boy movement on social media have you heard about that there's a whole movement of guys who have decided like black women are too much to deal with blah 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 and we're taking our passports and we're going to other countries and we are trying to find women to exploit and, and import from those countries to bring to this that this one yeah, no, that, that wouldn't be something I would hear about. <laughs> right. But what they're saying is black black we feel like black women are too quote unquote independent and we're gonna go to another country and find someone that needs us for something and exploit the yeah, fact that no. they need us because they're going they're not going to like Europe or wealthy parts of Africa, they're going to third world countries and mm-hmm. trying to find so it's a necessity. But then like I said, that relationship ends when that necessity ends. So when she Thanks. comes here and she got her gets her American passport and her American green card and now dudes are throwing <laughs> money at her and she's turned out, mm-hmm. that necessity is no longer there. And that usually those situations end. 
because as soon as she gets here and gets turned out and now everybody's trying to buy her the way you did, uh, your money's no good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. And, and, and I think for me, right. Like, like being the opposite of that, like I, I want somebody who's their own individual self. It kind of goes back to what we was talking about earlier. When you said, when you walk in a room with your partner, they're a reflection of who you are as a person, the, the, the type of choices that you make and the, the whole nine. Right. Mm-hmm. And for for me to be with somebody who can hold their own in any room that they walk in, regardless of whether I'm next to them or not, I think for me personally, that speaks volumes, not just to Super. me, but to anybody else that sees what I see. I agree that that is super important. And I all, I feel like that person is who like I have this thing. Any, I feel like anybody that's not wealthy. um you should be focused on picking a life partner. That should be one of your primary goals. And the reason I say that, and a strong life partner, because two people building something are going to be more successful than one person building something. Absolutely. I I, I, dev- I strongly believe that, like, for instance, Michelle and Barack Obama, mm-hmm. they both assisted each other in getting there because he picked a partner who had the tools to advise him, to right. give him, to help him campaign, to do different things. She was an intricate part of him accomplishing what he accomplished. And I think that is very, very, very important. Let me ask this question because I, I, I agree with you, but halfway. And the reason I say this is because how do you not get lost in trying to be with someone while also trying to achieve your own goals? I think that it is important for you guys to have similar goals. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because if both people are equally as, pa- and, and not necessarily when, not, when I say similar goals, I'm not talking about like, we're both actors or right. we're both, I mean, the if the end goal is generational wealth, right? Or if the mm-hmm. end goal is like improving the world for black people or the end goal is whatever, however, whatever method that is. If I feel like if you both have a similar goal, if, if it's building a family, like building a lineage, if you guys both have that goal in common, I feel like you'll keep each other or hold each other accountable. But like, let's say for instance, one person is focused on the goal and one person is focused on whining about the other person focusing on the goal. Right. Now it's a problem, right? Because that person's focus is you and your focus is your goals. And mm-hmm. that's what, why earlier in the conversation, I said it's important that my partner have their own passions and their own things going on so that they're not worried about uh, distracting me from mine. We both gotcha. are holding each other accountable for our own passions and our own goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. I you. think the problem comes when one person has those focuses and the other person doesn't. The only thing we have in common is that you like me. Right, right. So that's, that, that's <laughs> that. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, I, I think that that makes sense, though. But, you know, because generally a lot of people kind of get lost in the process of, I want to be with this person or, you know, I want to make this person my world and all this stuff. And you kind of lose sight of what you set out to do for yourself. And it's kind of hard to juggle giving your all to somebody else and also giving your all to your craft or whatever discipline that you're trying to achieve goals in. So that's why I said, like, I halfway agree with you, but it's kind of hard for most people to juggle that and be successful in it because somebody's going to feel like they're not getting enough time or somebody's going to feel like they're not getting enough attention paid to them. Whereas I'm just trying to achieve my goals. So that way I can then, you know, pay more attention to you right. <laughs> when I got time. I mean, even like that it's been said, cause I brought up Michelle and Barack Obama 
Um, and it's been said that that was a problem when they were, when they, he was campaigning, like that was an issue. Cause like he would campaign all day and then call her and be like, yeah, I'm about to go to the gym. And he, she'd be like, oh, well, I'll be damned. You know what I mean? Like, but I think balance is important. And if you have similar goals, then it works out. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got any more relationship advice for the people? I don't. Cause I'm not a relationship <laughs> guru. I'm not, I'm not a relationship guru. This is not guys. This is not advice. This is, <laughs> this is just my thoughts. Don't apply. Don't, you don't have to apply. If it sounds good to you, apply it. If it don't sound good to you, I'm not going to be held responsible. I don't respect break, it. Don't break up with him. Cause of anything that I said, it's your choice. <laughs> You know, my, my fault. I didn't even mean to put you in that position. My fault. My fault. I apologize. This full disclaimer, this is not advice. All right. <laughs> These okay. are my thoughts. Okay. So do you have any questions for me, like, in, in pertaining to anything, the, the films, the acting, anything? Um, do I have any questions? Because you've answered questions. You, I, I've asked a couple. Yeah, of you. I, I told you you can ask me. If, <laughs> if, if I don't want to answer, I ain't going to answer. But I, you can ask, though, whatever you want to ask. So where do you see yourself going in acting? There's a good question. That, that's one thing. Since, we, since that's how we got introduced, where do you want it? Where do you want it? Um, like you said, he got. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Like, I only because... way to do it. Because like I one one of the things I really want to do, because my okay so I don't know if you know this, but the people who listen to Hotel Podcast know this. So my actor alter ego is Nick Zell Washington, right? Okay. <laughs> so anything that I do, I always prepare uh, to do anything acting with the training day monologue when you say, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" All right, All right. okay. <laughs> so. I want to do a serious type of role where I can like exert that kind of like passion and energy. Like I really, really want to do that just to see if what I think I'm good at, I'm actually good at on camera. <laughs> mm, right. That that would that would be really really dope for me to do. I mean, maybe one day you'll you'll end up on set with the man himself. Like hey, I listen, said, I, Denzel, what's good, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, say I'm uh, listen. Come on the Holotel podcast. Get me in the movie, right. man. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, say we we both need him. Actually, we both Hello? need him. Hello? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, too, I, one of my other dreams too, when it comes to acting, is I really want to do a project with Spike Lee. Like okay. I really, really want to do a project with Spike Lee because so Spike Lee so has been very, very influential to me when it comes to his his works and just his impact on the culture. Period. I definitely would have to. I think we've all been influenced by Spike Lee. So for sure, I I agree. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th those are probably the main two things. Like the, I guess the third thing, if I had to just give three, would would be just to continue to make my bones in in the acting acting space. You know, I think that that's something that if if given enough reps, I think I could be like you know one of the best. <laughs> All right, good, good answer. I, I'm, I'm convinced. I, you I'm know. Con oh, oh wait, 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 and scene. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, those, those are probably the three things though that I would say um, that I really, really want to do though is do something where I have a a, a dramatic role 
if you will, and I want to get in a movie or a project with Spike Lee and, con- and just continue to just act. Man. Good goal. Good goals to have. I have no. I have no further questions. Uh, no. No more. No. No further. No further questions. Hey, you no. just had one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so we. So all right. So we're gonna try this again now that we got some more time, right? So three gems for the people that they could take away from this conversation to apply to their everyday life. Okay. First one. Um, don't sell yourself short in terms of like your dreams and where you see yourself. I, in any goal that I've had in my life, I knew that I was challenging myself because typically whenever I decide to do something, um, it's somebody there hanging, usually, whether it be a friend, a family member. I know if it's big enough, if somebody is like, has the, you can't do that energy, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go for that. Um, Like in everything that I've done, whether it be the military, whether it be in real estate, when I finally decided to leave my job and pursue other things, my nine to five and pursue other things, there's always been someone there like, and do what? What you gonna do? Like, and I think that is how you know you are on the right path. Absolutely. And for me, one of the ways like, one thing that's been instrumental, especially like I've worked on sets with big names, people that I really admired, Zendaya, Gabrielle Union. Was like, that Zendaya? Yeah, Nia Long. Well, tell her uh, I said hi next time you see her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her, but I was on set. No, no, I'm not fucking with <laughs> Nia Long, uh, just different people, and people, people that I really respect in the industry because I think that's important. Yeah. And when I saw them, it made me feel like. Because I think when we see people in spaces that we aren't usually, like, we, we don't always, we haven't always had access to, mm-hmm. when you finally yeah. see them, you realize, this is a person. Like, I could yeah. 100% do this. Because you look at them on television or whatever, like, larger than life. Like, this is a regular human. And yeah. you you can do it. It's not, it's not outside of your grasp. You are not any less capable than any of the people that you see. They may have a little more talent than you, but... Um, <laughs> cause I don't know if I could start crying like Viola at the drop of a dime, but, um, it's not impossible. Like I, yeah. I always think one of the biggest people that I look at is Will Smith. I look at his work from the Will Smith. Um, Fresh, Fresh Prince to now such a like night and day, but mm-hmm. I'm sure when they, I hear him talk about Fresh Prince being when he talks about Fresh Prince, I'm sure he didn't see his acting career going all the way that it's been. Right. I'm sure they would have told him. 25 years ago he'd be here he'd have been like man okay like, no, right I'm, I'm the biggest you know I mean? draw in the world like right yeah that's one of one, one number one number two never be afraid to grow um that's a good one growth is really really scary like i said earlier in the conversation i've been so many different people in my life so many people military person activist banker security person actor real estate like I've been so many different I've had so many different jobs and I've in each period I've if you knew me five years ago you don't know me today I'll put it like that 
Fact. You weren't with me on the journey. You don't know me today because I'm a completely different person than I was five years ago. And I think that's very, very important to just don't don't get complacent. It's okay. It's okay to learn new things. It's okay to be around people, new people. It's okay to have new experiences because all of that will contribute to your growth and who you become and how you see the world. Um, the final thing that I will say, the, probably my final thing, um, discipline. Yes. Yes. Discipline is so important. It is so important. I think for me, uh, it's been my biggest tool in every stage of my life um, to understand what I want and understand the level of focus that it takes to get there. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But in the small things that I've accomplished, I know for a fact, discipline has been my biggest tool. I know for a fact that um, putting in the hours and the work and knowing and understanding what it takes to get there because everyone thinks no one sees the work, right? You see, or you might see your favorite actor, media personality, whoever in these positions, but they didn't show you all of the hell and the grueling hours and the time that they spent with this type of coach or whatever to Mm -hmm. get. So respect the process and respect the discipline that it takes to get there. And I think that's it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, real quick, because you, you brought up a point within year three, and I, I know I said that was it, but I, 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 <laughs> no, I have so I have, I have to ask this. So, so for me, right, I, I, I never go through anything without giving props to the people who believe in me and support me along with, on my journey, right? So for you, how important is it to have those people, or do you have like a circle of people that, that, that are really, really supportive of your journey? and help you you know push to those goals let me tell you something this is uh, here this we is, go let's get uh, it this is my honest to goodness truth don't tell nobody nothing I'm, I'm oh, gonna, hold, I'm, wait a minute hold on wait what that mean <laughs> meaning that the, your best bet to get things done to get things done is to make a decision within yourself and do it. Okay. Outside influences that don't have necessarily have the same drive as you, don't have the same understanding as what you can do, may not necessarily believe in in you the way you believe in yourself. Um, they their perspective honestly doesn't really help in terms of getting you to where you need to be. Gotcha. So if they are a person that projects, and most people, unfortunately, especially in our community tend to project their insecurities and their fears onto you. Mm-hmm. If you say, oh, I want to do the podcast and it's going to be the number one podcast in the world. They're going to say, what? Like, number one podcast? Okay, like, how is that? So to me, I, my habit that I've developed, I typically don't tell anyone what I'm doing until I'm freaking knee deep in that shit. Gotcha. Like now you can't even, I'm so far into it. You can't even say that to me. For sure. You can't, you can't say you can't do it. Cause I'm already doing it because I feel like those voices. Sometimes we are human beings can be discouraging. I yeah. know for me, I think one, when I growing up, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted okay. to be. I, I, I loved didn't know music. this. Yeah, when I was growing up. Why did you say this earlier? I always, I always <laughs> wanted, yeah, I always wanted to be an art. I'm not the greatest singer, but that's what I wanted to do. Great. Okay. And I'm I'm Haitian for those that don't know. 
Okay. Strict shouts Haitian. Out. Shouts out like, to hey- you. Shouts out to Haiti. <laughs> so Haitian parents, it's either you're a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. That's it. Right. Anything else is like you're you're a disgrace to the family. Um, so when I I remember going to my father and saying I wanted to be a singer, and he said his exact words to me were, What? And he was like, singers don't make any money. Like, go be a doctor. And it kind of like altered my perception of my dream. You know what I mean? Right. And had right. I not expressed that, that wouldn't, that maybe I would have got gotten here faster because I spent mm-hmm. a lot of my life feeling like you had to have a practical career, whatever that means, yeah. um, because of just that one interaction. So I feel like just to avoid anybody, and I, I, I realized later on in life, my dad was a musician. He was a guitar player. He had bands growing up and he did not succeed in his own dreams, you know, and he projected his own fear. He projected his own fear and his own insecurity onto me. And then later on when he saw me doing like web, my web series and things. And I guess somehow one of my videos that went viral came across his computer screen one day. And I remember he called me and was like, you know, you could really do this thing. And I was like, yeah. Oh, well, that, well that, that's a good thing that he yeah. came back around and did that. Came yeah. back around, but I had to prove it first. Shouts out to Pops. <laughs> yeah. But if I would have never had that initial interaction, so I yeah. just, just, if you believe you can do it, go do that shit. All right. Simple sure. as that. If you Very believe well. yourself, that's all it takes. You go do it. And that's it. You don't need anyone's approval, anyone's perspective, because they, unfortunately or unfortunately they can't tell you how to do something they ain't never done no, that's a fact. unless unless you're talking to denzel you ever get him uh, on the phone <laughs> you ever get him on the phone ask him denzel god listen man like right. what else do i need to say come holler at me else, man. anybody else that doesn't even know the route unfortunately unfortunately whatever how it what they don't have they don't have the tools so really it doesn't matter I, I I agree with you. I do. I, I really, really do. Um, I can say for me, at least, like, I've definitely followed that motto to a degree. But I also really have a great circle of people around me. Now, not, now not saying that, like, everything that they say is, like, that's word is born. Like, no, that's not true. <laughs> but <laughs> what I am saying is it, it's nice to, to, to have a, a, a level of, how do I want to say, like, it's dope to have a circle of people who truly, truly believe in your ability to achieve the goals that you say you want to achieve, right? Right. Now, for me, like, I ain't going to say I feel like I got a responsibility to prove those people right for believing in me for however long that they've believed in these dreams that I've set out for myself. But it, it, it does sit in the back of my mind that, yeah, I'm doing it for me. And that's the most important thing. But it would not be good for me to just say, you know what, like, man, maybe not. Like, I don't, maybe I don't want to do this after all the hard work I done put in and all the the, the, the times that my friends then went to these networking events with me and right. helped me with the podcast and all that. So, you know, so, so to, to those people who actually put in the effort to see me achieve these goals and for me to see it through, I just like, I just, you know, want to say shouts out to them, but you know, it's, I'm definitely doing it for me also. My dad told right. me that shit. So he'd be like, bro, I know you want to make me proud, but do it for you. So yeah, shout out to you, Pop, for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm, I'm going to get you out of here now. I appreciate you. <laughs> I thank you for this. Before we officially go, though, drop your social media so people know where to find you. If you want to shout out anybody, mention any projects you're working on, whatever. Um, My, my IG is uh, Jennifer, at Jennifer B. Charles. Uh, Charles like Ray. Ray Charles. <laughs> Jennifer with two N's. Um, I do have a couple of things I'm working. I'm actually filming every day for the rest of the week. And then I'm Ooh. before I go, yeah, before I go to, actually Suki's gonna be in town this week. Um, and I'm, oh, so yeah. I have- she, she got come on the pod too. We gotta get Suki <laughs> on the pod too. I gotta, I'll, I'll ask her. That's a, that's a rare, very, very busy young lady. No, nah, listen, I understand. I mean, listen, right. I, you, you know, you, you gotta ask, right? You, know you gotta what I mean? try, you gotta try. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I am working on a couple of shorts okay. this weekend. Um, Suki's actually doing a music video coming up. I'm, I'm going to be doing that while she's here. Um, and then I'm off to Africa. So yeah, I'm really excited. If y'all follow my social media, I'll be posting everything that I'm doing on there. So I'm and make sure you watch the story. That's where all the good stuff is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Hollow Talk podcast and talking with me. Like I had a so fucking fun. blast. I, I hope so you enjoyed fun. it as much as I did. <laughs> Definitely a fun conversation. Definitely. Oh, yeah. no, thank you so much. And I, I truly, truly appreciate you for this conversation and you spending this time with me on the Hollow Talk podcast. Also, I want to say thank you to the Hollow Talk podcast listeners and supporters for supporting us through and through. Uh, thank you for supporting our guests as well. You know, they come on here and tell their life stories, you know. Please support everybody that's right. been on the Hollow Talk <laughs> podcast because they've supported me in my journey coming on here and, you know, building this legacy. Because you could look back on this and be like, yo, I was, I was on the Hollow Talk podcast back in the day. <laughs> or when I'm accepting my Oscar. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be right in the post. front row. That's my friend. You, you, can po- you can post images of this saying I knew her when. You know what I mean? I've been knowing her. No, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but thank you. I appreciate you. You know it's all love on this side from me to you. And I just just really, really want to see you continue to do great in whatever you decide to continue to do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for having me. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. You have a good night. Peace and love, y'all. Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick and you just listened to another episode of the Hollow Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, or you yourself would like to be a guest on the Hollow Talk Podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehollowtalkpodcast at gmail.com and across all social media platforms at the Hollow Talk Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and remember to make your mark in a world designed to inspire the dreamers.